Hey, Michelle. Hi, Kreta. What's up? <laughs> Nothing. Just, you know, still recovering from this race weekend. I know. It was it was very eventful. There was a lot that went on this weekend, both on and off the track. Oof. A lot I mean, going on before, during, and after. Oh, God. It's still going. Still going. Um... So before we get started into, we're going to kick it off with a rumor mill, but before we get there, <laughs> hi, I'm Greta. I'm Michelle. And you're listening to Racing Recap. We are a Formula One podcast. So. <laughs> Today we are talking about the Silverstone GP, but before we get into that, Greta, are you going to kick us off with a little rumor? I am just giggling my brains out because of this so it has been rumored that danny rick will be going into alphatari and will be pretty much booting nick before the season even ends and And before you say wait haven't you talked about this the past three weeks yes we have but apparently it's like more true now greta would you like to inform us why there's quotes from so many people who are very close to the Red Bull camp um, that are just spouting so much hate <laughs> and vitriol <laughs> into the world. <laughs> and they're just saying the most diabolical things. Um, I Okay, I'm going to read this quote by Marco because I think it's fucking insane. So Marco was asked about Checo. Um, by Sky Germany. And he says, there's no one available who could replace Perez. He performs well in the races in contrast to Nick DeVries. First of all, <laughs> why did he have to call him out like that? Nick DeVries catching strays. No, it's like, how how was he able to insult them both in one sentence? That is so aggressive. Like, it's so aggressive. For what? I don't understand. But the reason we're laughing is because it is a little bit true. Or a lot <laughs> bit true. On a scale of a little bit to a lot. It's really, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Nick is on a ticking time bomb. And he only has X number of races or X number of, like, fumbles he can do before he gets booted. And I feel like his expiration date is coming up, which is but- kind of unfortunate. But to put up a little defensive front on behalf of Nick DeVries, please. The Alphatari is so bad. Like, so, so bad, bad to so the point bad. where, yes, he's doing bad, but the car is bad. So, how do you expect him to do? That's Obviously, Yuki's true. outperforming him, but I mean, Alonso is kicking Stroll's ass at uh, SMR, and we don't always talk about how Stroll needs to be like immediately booted from the team. Well, yes, his dad owns the team, but do you see what I'm saying? I feel like there is like a yeah. little bit of like a different language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. And to obviously mention- like Nick DeRees, he's like one Formula E or like, you know, like he's not just some random guy they picked up off the street. Like we know he's a good driver. Maybe just not good enough one, but he is in a shit car. He's in a shit car. Yuki has had three years now to like like drive this shit car so he kind of has a little bit more experience under his belt you know i feel like i don't know right driving for any team 
adjacent to Red Bull is fucking terrifying because Red Bull is notoriously fucking cutthroat and has kicked out drivers midseason. So we'll see what happens. I know, I know some people are wishing on Nick's downfall because we want Danny Rick back on the grid. And trust me, I am on that same boat. I just think this is so fucking ruthless and it's such a fucked up <laughs> way to go about it. Because it's not Red Bull. It's Alpha Tari. It's Alpha Tari. It's Alpha Tari. They so. say he is not even good enough for the B team. Like, Ouch. <laughs> that fucking sucks, man. Oh, it's painful. All right. Well, what else um, happened this week? Okay, so something which has caught the attention of everyone looking around the cars and the track so they're filming the new apple tv f1 movie starring brad pitt and they like just revealed the car and it looks better than the majority of the cars (laughs) on the track design wise i think Um, it's a very sleek like white design I don't know. It's almost a little bit like Lewis Hamilton McLaren days. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mixed with like Alphatari. But if Alphatari was like more aesthetic, you know? Even more aesthetic. The Alphatari from like mm, even last year or the year before, that kind of like cool look. That's clean. I'm really into it. Yeah. Even their racing suits are so fucking cool. I'm so Brad Pitt is working it. that racing suit. <laughs> Let's see. Real. It's so funny. I think it's but hilarious. I, I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, I think Lewis Hamilton is an executive producer or something like that. He's involved with this movie. He's making that this makes, movie. That makes so much sense. All of the sponsors on the um, racing suits that Brad Pitt is wearing, they are all also Mercedes sponsors, which makes perfect sense mm. now. Perfect. Yeah, okay. yeah. God, Lewis has so much pull. <laughs> he really does. I, I honestly feel like this is him making up for the fact that he wasn't able to <laughs> act in Top Gun Maverick because yeah. this F1 movie is also directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who did Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. No, I totally see that. This is, yeah. He, he okay, side tangent. Lewis has in such, like, He's got so much fucking money. It is literally insane. I actually just found out that he has a foundation and they're actually hiring a project coordinator, but you need to be based in London. So if anybody's interested, go follow. It's like the 44 Foundation or something like that. I very heavily considered applying. Yeah. So if anyone's interested (laughs) in helping uh, Greta move to London, let us know. Oh, yeah. Please let us know. I would absolutely love to. Um, What else was going on? So Shakira was there. Shakira, aka Lewis Hamilton's friend. That was as identified by Crafty on the commentary. Okay. That <laughs> kind of pissed me off, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, why don't you just call and like call a spade a spade? Um, say it with your chest. Literally say it with your chest. Shakira was present and Hamilton drove like it. He said this one's for you, baby. <laughs> Don't say things like that, because honestly, I just, I cannot fucking wait for the moment where they finally reveal. I'm waiting for the reveal. No, I'm waiting for Shakira to be waiting for him to celebrate when he's on the podium. Like that (gasps) moment. 
a little Kelly Max, a little Carmen George, you know, you know the vision. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. But honestly, I feel like illegal. They are already together, but they're going to keep it like low key, private, not a secret kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, granted, these are both like adults, like adults, you know, grown people. Shakira has like, yeah, Shakira has like kids. So I don't imagine her like traveling to all of the fucking races, like the way some of these wags do. But so iconic for the ones for the ones that matter. She is present. And I love that for (laughs) her so much. Oh, my God. All right. Let's get into let's get into qualifying. Yeah. Um, Q1 started off with literally my heart beating out of my chest because Hamilton spun out on the first fucking lap. Yeah. Oh, my God. I gasped. I put my hands in my mouth. I said, oh, my gosh. But he was okay. (laughs) He was okay. He recovered. He recovered. But when I tell you, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? His race is over before it even fucking begins. Not this weekend. We we can't be doing that this weekend. Before we even start. Before we even start. We need to address that Michelle and I manifested this podium. Like oh, we really we manifested did. it. We really fucking did. With a little bit of a caveat, a little bit of a caveat. Um, but we we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, okay, so sorry. Back to Quali, uh Q1. Yes, Hamilton spun out, which literally my life flashed before my eyes. And then we had Max and Alex both had their laps deleted for track limit violations. I am sick of these track limit violations. They are killing the fucking vibe. It was awful. <laughs> they can't hang. It's awful. Um, and then we had K-Mag stranded on one side of the road, which was like kind of the most funny commentary from qualifying. They were like, oh, K-Mag still stuck on the other side. His hoss broke down. It caused a red flag. It was a whole thing. He was waving to the fans. <laughs> I don't even know if he wanted to be there. <laughs> no, um, I, the way I saw him just like walk over the barrier and then you see all the fans swarming to the area. I'm like, that does not feel good. Like, that's not why you want the fans to be swarming you. No, exactly. It, uh, Yeah, I mean, at that point, the like, you just have to like smile and wave and like give yeah. the fans what they want. So whatever. Um, And then Logan... I feel like every single time we say Logan, we need like eagle cause in the back of the pot, like, you know, to play in the background. Um, but he spun out into the grass. So that happened. I mean, that was like a little bit disappointing on, I think, the Williams part, because can we talk about free practice? They were flying in free practice, but it was like a little bit a wet lot. towards the beginning to Mm-hmm. the middle yeah. of qualifying mm-hmm. and they just don't have the pace to deliver which i was so upset about yeah they are what is up with williams on the straights they are so fucking quick it is borderline illegal like i don't know man but i okay i'm starting to like slowly but surely like logan is slowly but surely growing on me really i don't know why i think it's just his like the kid is so fucking determined. It's not even fucking funny. Like, I feel like I still don't even really know him yet. I, you know? Yes. You're 100% true. We still don't know him. I really hope Drive to Survive does us a favor and helps him kind of, like, grow on to the fans. Oh, I definitely um, think they will. Yeah. This kid is 100% going to be featured, I think. Especially um, because I feel like Drive to Survive kind of 
panders to the American audience. So, <laughs> like, I definitely see the vision there. I thought you were going to say panders to, like, the mid to, like, lower field, which is also true. That is But true. yes. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we might get some more Logan propaganda coming our way. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> there was an actual attack. Uh, Nick on Oscar in the pit lane. And then oh Nick got gosh, on the radio yeah. and screamed at his team. <laughs> Poor Nick. This man is just, like... <laughs> God damn, they're sabotaging him. No, because I just know that moment. I know in that moment he was thinking about how everyone on the internet is going to flame him for that. Yeah. <laughs> he had to let people know. Not his fault. He had to let the people know. Exactly. Yeah. He had to let the people know it wasn't his fault. Oh my God. And oh my God. Okay. And then Verstappen fought against the wall and he lost his front lane. I love that so much. <laughs> That was like, fucking hilarious. F one drivers, they're just like us. Like he just had a he hit the curve. He, he's he so mean. <laughs> he did the F one equivalent of hitting the curve because hitting the curve in F one is like I guess it's like okay and it, it's like expected. But when I hit the curve, it's like a problem. So what's up with that? No, because the commentary was fucking hilarious. They were like, is that the logo on the wall? Like, did it come off and get stuck to the pit wall? It was so good. I loved it. I, it was nice to see that, hey, you know, Max, he's kind of human. He's just like yeah. us. <laughs> um, And then we had what was... It started to rain at this point, and everybody's fingers were crossed you know, hoping that Checo would make it out alive. But nope, he didn't. He was once again eliminated in Q1. What is happening to this man? (laughs) I have a question. I have an actual question. And I don't know. Whoever has the Checo voodoo doll needs to put it down. Because every single time, this happened last season too. When, like, when we're starting to get to the middle of the season, this man starts to once again fucking fumble the bag. What the fuck is up with that? Are they sabotaging him on purpose? Or is someone, like, cursing him? Like, what is going on? Checo, my guy, what's happening? How are you out in Q1 for four races in a row in the fastest car? In the fastest fucking car? I don't don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. And um, it's so fucking sad. It's annoying. Like, I just, I, I just know that honestly every other driver's probably like what the fuck man how are you fumbling the bag this fucking hard you have a car that is just as good as fucking max's it's quote-unquote allegedly supposedly identical how are you fumbling (laughs) this fucking hard allegedly and it just makes max look so much better (laughs) it's embarrassing max is like a god because he can do what he's supposed to do and put it in front every single time Oh my god! When and he does minimum, struggling. It's ridiculous. Um, Q two was kind of uneventful. Um, well, Botas broke down. Justice for my king, Botas. God I feel it. like his car is always breaking down. Dude, why the fuck are the Alfa Romeos so fucking bad? It is about three Botas, and then both of the Hosses. I think are the cars that break down the most. It's literally the three dads on the grid. Why does this keep on happening? 
Um, Q3 rolled around and there was no more fucking rain. So that means that DRS was enabled. And when DRS is enabled, you know it's Max's time to fucking shine. Max got pulled like you were expecting any different. But, but Lando was second and Piastri was third. And holy shit, I was so excited. Oh, absolutely. When Lando crossed the line, the roar from the crowd, like literally the crowd went wild. It was insane. Why was I so fucking excited? I (laughs) don't understand. That's what I'm telling you. What is happening? Like, first of all, what did they do to the McLaren? Oh, they painted it. What did they do to the McLaren? (laughs) And it looked so fucking good. <laughs> no, I was actually really into it. The little chrome moment on the McLaren. I was like, oh, that yeah. actually is iconic. Yeah, exactly. And then it matches, it matched Lando's helmet, which is also chrome. Mm-hmm. It looked so fucking cool. And then they have, like, their suits have, like, the Google, like, color logo at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I could do, I could, honestly, I could do without the literal Google Chrome rims. I think that is, like, a little bit yeah. much for me. But the rest of the car, I think, actually looks sick. I am a fan of the primary colors, but the car looks fucking dope. And it's fucking fast as hell. And Piastri obviously finally got the upgrades he was so desperately needing. I know, so happy for Oscar too. <laughs> I feel like that's what we've been talking about since the beginning of the season, where it's like not 100% sure of like Mc- the McLaren this year is actually like a shit box because they've just kind of been having some issues and not really just putting everything together. But then this weekend, finally with the upgrades, like everything came together and it was so glorious. It was literally amazing just watching it all kind of happen and i just hope that this momentum keeps up but but this brings to question is the mclaren that much better and has mercedes also improved that much that aston martin is now like falling behind or was or is aston going through like a like down slope in their performance i don't know i think it's pretty hard to tell i think we kind of have to see how the next few tracks play out with all these upgrades. And then maybe we'll get a better idea. But I think different tracks will favor different cars, so. No, absolutely. I also think it's kind of interesting how we haven't seen um, the hype around Alonso has kind of started to drop down a bit. Mm. So I'm really interesting, interested to see how it, like, like what happens later on the season with him because he was he was fucking king for like the last <laughs> two months yeah, or whatever yeah. literally fucking fucking oh my god and post quali botas was unfortunately disqualified due to having insufficient due to not being able to provide a fuel sample oh, that's so weird <laughs> i didn't know that i didn't even know that was a fucking thing but you learn something new every single week with f1 there's so many rules. There's so many fucking rules. <laughs> and I feel like they make some of this shit up as they go along. It's oh, really absolutely. funny. Yeah. Right. Are we, are we ready to talk about the race? Let's get to it. Because the first couple laps of the race, I was fucking losing my mind. Chef's kiss. Everyone lost their mind. The way. The way that Lando Norris won. <laughs> he didn't even win, but he won. Like, he you know won. what I mean? <laughs> Oh, God, it was so fucking good. I mean, just... (laughs) 
Wait, I'm literally just thinking about the way that this man positioned his car turned 30 degrees next to Max. <laughs> that was fucking, that was like an actual attack. Like, so he was like, listen, I'm fucking coming for you. And there's absolutely nothing you can fucking do about it. Like, before the race even started, he was already there. It was, I live for that level of like, fucking insanity <laughs> and audacity the, literally the audacity of it i i i was looking at the car i was like is this gonna work it worked and i was so happy the way that mclaren led a race for what if you fucking stalled out glorious glorious laps it was so fucking good i it okay so for the entire fucking season, if you haven't been watching for the entire fucking season, Max has led like every single fucking lap, every single fucking time. So having a different car at the front, like one, I know Max was like, holy shit, I kind of have to like do something now. Like, it's like when you're so good at your job that you can just like coast by doing like kind of like the bare min and you're still kicking ass but he's like oh my god like wait i've actually been called on i have to like actually do something it, it just max is on it was so good and then he was like oh wait like i actually have to overtake someone for the first time in years the fucking years like do you not remember like it was two three weeks ago when max was like like he like he was like oh, i almost lost the car right there and he like giggled yeah. like this is what the man has been on so the fact that lando was able to provide some entertainment for max was a chef's kiss amazing no i loved oh it i absolutely loved it Piastri also had a solid start. It really looked like it was going to be a um, McLaren 2-3, a.k.a. 1-2, because Max doesn't count anymore. <laughs> no, the start but was really nice. He got pushed all the way to the fucking side. For a moment there, I really felt like Piastri and um, Lando were kind of like double teaming Max. A little bit, And yeah. it was like, it was a little bit of teamwork. I was so here for it. But Piastri's race was kind of fucked over. I mean, the interesting thing was that McLaren did make the decision to uh, pit Oscar a little bit earlier. And then Mm -hmm. for a while, it actually seemed like that was sort of the better strategy. But as, as F1 does, you know, there was a safety car because as the Haas does, it broke down. For Kevin Magnussen, whose literal engine caught on fire. That was fucking insane. <laughs> How does this happen to that him was- every time? It's literally deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I mean, I got deja vu to when, um, when George's engine caught on fire. But just, how can we not, like, how... Your one job as an engineer is to make the cars go. How do we not make the cars go? Like, if my car can go, how? <laughs> That's a big make it answer, make sense? Though, because your car is always breaking down. <laughs> not always breaking down. It's also to get to the mechanic. My car is fucking old. She has been through it. Oh, my God. Poor thing. But, um, yeah. So, K-Mag's car caught on fire. And then, at first, we thought it was just going to be, like, a safety car. I mean, a virtual safety car. Um, and then Hamilton fucking passes, like, drives past the pit lane opening. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Hamilton's going to get fucked over. Mm-hmm. I was pissed. But then we got a full safety car. And then Hamilton pitted. And everything was okay in the world. 
<laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the drivers who really run, won out from the full-on safety car were Lewis Hamilton, but also Max Verstappen and Lando Norris. And then uh, Oscar Piastri. I think he just got a little bit unlucky. He lost a place to Lewis. But I don't know. He still had a great day. It would have been so nice for him to have, like, his first podium. But just got to wait a little bit longer. But I don't know. Do we think Oscar Piastri can get on the podium this season? Or was it his best shot? How long is Checo yes. going to continue fluffing? <laughs> because I also feel like it's going to be like more likely for Lando to get on a podium again than Oscar, right? Okay. I mean, they're both great, but I think Lando is mm-hmm. just a little bit better right now, um, especially oh, yeah. with his yeah, experience. Cool. In order for Piastri to get a podium, Checo would need to continue to flop. Checo was literally like the only person standing between anybody else getting a taste of the podium. I don't know. Last season, he made a comeback. This season, I don't see it happening. No. Why am I? Why am I preying on Checo's downfall? <laughs> I don't know. I think, to be honest, right now the battle for a second in the drivers' championship is between Checo and Alonso. Mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna get a little spicy. I hope it does. I hope we have a battle for second because we're not gonna have a battle for first. That's for sure. Yeah. So might as well make it good. Um, so when Lando pitted, he was put on hards. Ooh, this was a very stressful decision for me personally, because there was a radio earlier, uh, on Lando's, uh, radio. They were talking about how's the hard. I think McLaren was trying to evaluate that because so Charles in the Ferrari, he went on hards and then he was going so slowly. (laughs) There was a moment where Charles had pitted on hards and then he was like losing so much time to uh, George Russell, who was literally like right behind him and like uh, trying to fight him before he went to pit. At, at one point, George Russell could have pitted and then come in ahead of Leclerc, but he waited like a little bit longer to the point where he actually came up behind but in general like Leclerc not doing so hot on the hard Carlos doing okay but it just it just wasn't that great right and then we also had the data point of George Russell who literally did like 20 something laps on his softs and he was like he was perfectly fine he was like chasing after Leclerc that entire time so I was like why did they put hards on Lando Norris like I got really stressed out except I don't know Hamilton was right behind him so it was it was going to be a win either way for me personally. Whenever the oh, so, so Hamilton also pitted, right? And I see the I see the fucking tires that they put on him when I saw how fucking crusty and used they were. Girl, my heart sank. I was like, why are we setting up my man for failure? Like what do you mean? Why are we putting him on literally used softs and that's all they had fucking left? That is diabolical. Yeah. Diabolical. I mean, that's the thing because oh of how qualifying started out just, like, a little bit wet, but not that wet, was that yeah. so many teams, like, burned through their tires because it was just one of those sessions where being last on the track gave you so much of an advantage. And then it was literally just, like, musical chairs with the uh, time sheets because they all just kept going up and up. So 
that I think put a lot of teams into a slightly bad position when having to choose what ties they went on. It was fucked. Whenever I saw those, I, my heart lit. My heart literally fucking sank. I mean, the safety car restart. It's just, <laughs> it's just so much. It's it's so much every single time. And I don't know. On the commentary, they were like, "Oh, so there are no lapped scared. cars." Anytime the word "lapped cars" just like enters <laughs> my sound waves, it's just <laughs> alarms go off. Fight or fucking flight, dude. I panic. I'm like, oh my god, please don't forget about Yuki again. Please don't forget about Yuki. (laughs) It is so scary. I can't. Every, just in general, whether there are lapped cars or not, a safety car restart is terrifying because the cars are just, they are so hungry for Mm -hmm. it and they're just, it's truly criminal. But it was not that messy of a restart. Thank God. But we did get some really good racing between uh, Lewis and Lando, which I absolutely loved. And I was stressed for Lando. I genuinely thought, like, Lewis was going to overtake him. And he got really close to it. He got really close on a few corners. And Lewis absolutely trashed his tires trying to get past Lando. Yeah, we got that really nice radio of Lewis when he was like, the McLaren is just so goddamn fast. Like, and we got the, the same thing from George. <laughs> George was literally commentating on how fucking quick Piastri was. I was like, dude, it's only been like two so- laps. <laughs> Calm down, it's not that serious. No, I was like, it's only been two laps you gave up already. <laughs> oh my god um and then okay how did our boys in red do because little known fact we are both ferrari fans we just they just it's been depressing i'm still trying to figure out what happened because honestly they qualified fine they were they were fourth and fifth yeah and then i just i don't even know what happened in this race i think they just put it at bad times so neither of them were able to benefit that much from the safety car. And I think Charles put it relatively early, and I feel like he lost a lot of positions by doing that. So it was partially that they didn't benefit that much from the safety car and that other people did, which I think caused them to drop back down so badly. I don't know if you caught caught it, but... The amount of times the commentators were saying, oh, you know, it's been officially a year since Ferrari has won a race. Mm. I took that so personally. (laughs) The amount of times that they said that, I was like, listen, we get it. It's been fucking rough. I don't need to be reminded every 30 minutes. No, like. For the love of God. (laughs) Please, let me live. Let me live in the delusion. (laughs) It is brutal. Oh my god! Like the like, I have seen that meme of the Ferrari pit wall with like the clown emo fa- meme faces too many times. It is played out. We we need to move on. Ferrari needs to do something. <laughs> like I don't know what's wrong. And I just can only imagine how both Charles and Carlos are feeling about it. I think oh probably Carlos even more because. Because he's a second driver. He's a second driver. And the car isn't even that good. You know? It's like the double whammy. I don't know. It's just from 
everything I think that we saw this weekend and pretty much this season is sort of feeling like there's a little bit of tension, right? Because during qualifying, they were playing musical chairs because there was two separate incidents where Carlos exited the pit lane first and then he well, he exited his garage first and he queued up in the pit lane. And then Leclerc exited his garage and they like swapped, right? But then the first time that happened, that was Q2. And Q2 was literally like a scramble to the finish. Everyone was trying to get over just to like start their lap. And Carlos literally overtook Charles before the line. And Carlos, I mean, and Charles was on the radio talking about, mm, nice overtake by Carlos right before the line. Great overtake. <laughs> Shady. The divorce allegations the divorce are allegations. swarming. Swarming. I, yeah, there's a little bit of tension in the Ferrari garage. I feel like it's between the drivers, but also the drivers between the team. Yes. Yeah. I think especially Carlos and Ferrari, like, there's some bridges yes. which are starting to catch on fire. Yes. Um, you're literally, like, I could not agree more. Listen, Carlos, not fucking Carlos, Carlos wishes. Charles has the world's longest contract on the face <laughs> of the fucking earth. He's not going anywhere. And you best believe he is not going to let us forget. He's not going anywhere. Um, Carlos, on the other hand, is looking a little bit like he is walking on eggshells. And it the cracks are starting to show. He's looking like he's looking My for man, options. Which... Where there where aren't options, go? there aren't any options unless he takes what fucking stroll seat. Okay, okay, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Carlos had I... Red Bull. <laughs> Wait, I do love Carlos Red Bull era though. I'm not gonna lie, but he's already not content not being the second happen. driver at Ferrari. He's not gonna be content being the second driver oh at Red God. Bull. Like they're gonna have issues. And that is like a more aggressive second. Like you are second driver. Mm-hmm. No question. There's no debate. There's literally zero debate. You are the second driver. That's so. It must be so obnoxious driving like with Max. Max ruins everything. Quote Lando Norris, which I thought was so cute in so the post qualifying interview. And he said it a couple of times too. He was like, "Oh, like." It went so good, like, you know, I almost got pole, but of course, Max ruins everything. <laughs> it's so good. I, what, what is up with Lando? Why is he, I can't. And it is genuinely, like, such oh, a skill to make those kind of jokes, but still be, like, likable and not come across as, like, bitter at all. And I think that is due yeah. in part to the fact that Lando and Max are actually, like, friends. You yeah. see them, like, hang out sometimes outside, and you see them call each other on their Twitch streams. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even um, in the pre, like, pre-quali interviews, um, Lando made a comment about, like, oh, yeah, you know, who knows how good I'll do. It just depends on if Lewis stays within, like, the bounds. Um, again, very, very cheeky comment, but gets away with it because he's just, he's got good sportsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> According to Crafty. If you know, you know. <laughs> All right, Michelle. Who is your driver of the day? My driver today, uh, just like 45% of the people who also voted, 
Lando Norris. You got to right. give it up to my man. You got to right. give it up to uh, his British boy for coming second, basically coming first in the British Grand Prix. No, he came first. <laughs> that is not a sound bite. <laughs> Oh, God. No, yeah. The driver of the day, Lando Norris, period. That's it. Because That's it was honestly, like, such a drive. It's one thing to qualify second and then to actually, like, defend it, especially in a car in a field where all the cars which are right behind you are also, like, so competitive. And they're hungry for it, too. Yeah. It was it was such good driving for him, especially the way that he defended from Lewis at the end. Genuinely, like Lewis could have overtaken him, and it would have been lights out. But the way that he will defend, oh, so good, amazing. Yeah, that's my driver of the day too. I mean, I don't even you gotta know. give it up. And I'm pretty yeah, and I'm pretty sure our overtake of the day is going to be the exact same. Yes, I mean. Leno Norris at the start. Ooh, that will live forever in my memory. memory. The audacity of this man. Who he's he literally has like nothing to lose. I feel like Lando has nothing to lose, and he's like, listen, I'm just gonna do everything I can possibly fucking do to get as far as I possibly can. It's I'm I, for he's it. doing the damn thing. Um, radio of the day. Okay, so my radio of the day has to be from Mr. Pierre Gasly talking about he needs to give the position back to me right now about Lance Stroll, which I thought was so fucking funny because it's like when two kindergartners fight and like they don't know how to share. Like that was the exact energy, which generally like no shade because that was that was it was definitely a, a racing incident where you looked at it. Stroll kind of did an overtake on Gasly, right? But he went off the track. So they were, like, about side by side. By the time that Stroll went off the track, Stroll might have been, like, a little bit in front. But by the time that Stroll re-entered, he was certainly on the track. But Stroll didn't get a penalty because I think it was determined that Gasly didn't give him enough room. Which, uh -uh. But they were beefing, like... (laughs) That... That was just the precursor because the way that they crashed and Gasly broke his suspension, it was playing Mario Kart, trying to make sure that like, the car could go in a straight line. <laughs> there, Gasly had a very interesting weekend. Um, my, it wasn't really a radio of the day. It was after the race when Gasly went up to Carlos and like tapped him on the shoulder and he was like, don't squeeze me like that. And then Carlos just goes, oh, pobrecito, like, oh, poor, poor Gasly. <laughs> oh, you're I, kidding like, me. During, dur- no. did you not see this? During an interview. Oh, my God. Like, I guess Carlos was, like, not leaving him enough space. And then the way that Gasly just literally, like, three fingers, like, pokes him in his fucking shoulder in the interview. <laughs> I was like... And then I saw a fucking tweet that was like, why is, why is Gasly acting like a child? And they were like, oh, that's because he dates them. The girls are fighting. <laughs> it was <laughs> fucking brutal. <laughs> my, literally, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my god. Oh, to be on F1 Stan Twitter. <laughs> it is so much fun over there, F1 Stan Threads, I don't think, um, is on the level yet. <laughs> 
Oh my god. It, we just had so many. It was it was just it, it's literally an insane weekend. All the drivers were on one. Um moment of the day. A special little segment. It's moment of the day. Little special edition for this weekend because I just have to talk about Zach Brown after qualifying. Literally the best day of his life. The way that he <laughs> was storming through that McLaren garage, so happy, really clapping everyone on the back, cheering like for like three <laughs> minutes straight. It was genuinely like so iconic. Um, they had Zach Brown on the, um, on F1 TV. They were like interviewing him. They were talking to him throughout Quali and then throughout the race. And they were like, oh, you know, like how much more can McLaren do? Like how well can, can we go? And Zach was kind of like, eh, you know, if we make it like, if we make it to like fourth or fifth starting place, that's as good as it's going to get. So the fact that he like ended up two, three, that man was losing his mind. Who's <laughs> literally behind Beyond his wildest imagination. And, like, honestly, McLaren just needed yeah. this. Because, I mean, the first race, the first race, <laughs> Lando pitted, like, 17 times. We've come so far. And the way, oh, my gosh, that they did this, like, I don't know, the way that they did this close-up of the McLaren pit lane when Lando went in, I don't know if you saw it, but they showed one of the mechanics getting ready to change the tire. It was... Oh my god! (laughs) It was the left rear tire of Lando's car, and this man, he was on a (laughs) mission, like, it was so serious for him. (laughs) He was... (laughs) Just... (laughs) He was so ready and like honestly that's the energy we need to be bringing to the Ferrari team. What is going they on? Need that guy like in the Ferrari garage. <laughs> like I know, I know, I know we love our little Ferrari guy with like the tattoo on his back of his arm. Like I know we love him. I know we love him. But is he that level of ready? No. And this is why we're not winning championships. This is why we're not winning championships and why we're not winning we races. I fucking can't. <laughs> Jesus. He was like, I'm not going to fumble the fucking bag for the team right now because that would be so embarrassing. <laughs> Imagine being the one that lets it slip. No, cannot. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But then, so, I mean, end of the race, we had... So much fun during the champagne. Oh, yes. We got to see, we got our little, wait, do you want to talk about the cool down room? Watch it. You didn't watch it? Okay, whatever. Um, we had so much fun during the champagne. We got to, we got, we got our Lando champagne moment, which I love. Is that his signature <laughs> yes. thing? I didn't know. Yeah. Wait, it's yeah, dope. Yeah, he like. That's, that is so it's good so for fucking cool. It's so cool. And then we got. <laughs> He got Lewis trying to do the Lando champagne move and failing. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, he's a millennial. Like, Lewis is a fucking millennial. <laughs> because he can't do the champagne move. It was just so funny. Like, the way that uh, he, like, he did it. But then, like, only, like, two little, like, squirts mm. of champagne came out. And it just was not as climactic as Lando's was. Everybody was roasting Grandpa in the chat. It was... <laughs> so fucking funny (laughs) you just wanted to be included but it was such a good such good champagne oh my god i loved it this time it was sweet sweet champagne 
They could they didn't even have time to give him the trophy because um at the British GP they get that fucking giant trophy. Um they were partying before they even put that t- they before they even took Good that out. And then this okay. Uh Michelle, please please share with us <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. So if if you are living under a rock, Wimbledon has been going on, which this is such a good time for me because Silverstone GP and Wimbledon come on. And would you know it? We have another little F1 and tennis crossover because Pierre and his girlfriend Kika and Charles and his girlfriend Alexandra were at Wimbledon today. They were enjoying their nice little Monday off watching some of the tennis. And Charles gave an interview talking about how he was going to watch Carlos Alcaraz versus Matteo Berrettini and how he was like so excited because obviously Alcaraz is, he's literally number one in the world, such a good player. And then Alcaraz commented uh, and was like, when were we playing tennis? And that was everything to me. That was, that was like so personal to me. Like I need to see that. I didn't know that. Like the way that Charles has moved on. From Carlos Sainz to Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> the divorce allegations are so strong. They are so strong. The photos were so good, though. I loved them. So good. I. It was giving Gossip Girl. <laughs> okay. It was giving Gossip Girl. Controversial opinion. Maybe not so controversial. I very much like Kika. I just like Kika. With or without Gasly, I like She's so Kika. cool. I feel like... She's cool. She's fun. She's funny. Whenever we see photos of her on the paddock, she's just having a great fucking time. Like, she's there for the hee-hees and the ha-has, and I am so here for it. They all looked so fucking amazing. Gasly looked a little bit insane. I'm not going to lie. I did not like his face. Oh, you were into it. I feel like it I was not into, like, the double-breasted traditional Wimbledon attire for me. It was just so stuffy. Like, I wish I would have seen him in a linen suit. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I would have seen him in, like, a linen suit moment. Like, Charles looked amazing. Mm-hmm. He looked so calm, cool, and collected. And Gasly, I felt like, especially with the pleats, that pleat in his pant was so was aggressive. It was doing too much. I wanted cool Gasly to match very cool Kika, but... We'll have to wait for the U.S. Open. I mean, yes. Oh, wait, one more moment. One more fashion, one more little fashion moment. There's a clip going around and it's of Piastri. He is like going to greet his family and his friends over there. And Lily looked so adorable on the grid. We've been seeing her at a couple more races. She's she's stepping up that fashion game. We're going to have a lot more photos (laughs) for our next fashion episode. (laughs) She's providing the content. I thought it was so cute also that Oscar's family came to watch this race and so happy for them that this is the race that they came to watch. Can you imagine? Oh my god. You fucking yeah. <laughs> but that is so That's sweet so that they were there. Like, oh. Yeah, Piastri's grandma made cookies. That's what? adorable. It was a family um, affair. Okay. Uh, it was a family affair. Um, speaking of the upcoming races, what do we have next? So, after a break this weekend, we have the Hungarian GP at probably the coolest sounding track name, the Hungaroring. And Greta, what are your predictions? This is a very good question. 
considering what we know now. <sighs> okay. Well, what we what we know now is that we know nothing <laughs> because I feel like there is a different no, Right. Team other than Red Bull doing the next best like every weekend now. Yes, it's becoming a little bit spicy. Um, okay, so obviously, like I don't even need to say it, Max is going to be first. Watch Max isn't first. Oh my God. Um, Max is going to be first. And then I'm going to put a Lewis second. And... I don't think I don't think Checo's gonna make a comeback. Um, Leclerc third. Wow, ambitious. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just that's that's kind of sad. I'm way too hopeful. After I said it, I was like, Greta, do you really think Ferrari's gonna step up their game? That no. All right, what are your predictions? I'm going Max Lewis Alonso. Okay, back to like our <laughs> traditional how it's been going. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Return of the King 3.0. <laughs> it's just it's hard to picture Ferrari on the podium. <laughs> but I just don't it see really it sometimes. I was I was it was a toss up between Ferrari and McLaren, but you know, just I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah, maybe. Another land of podium? Who knows? <laughs> a repeat? A repeat? That would be nice. You know George was, like, feeling that he wasn't up there. <laughs> he was so jealous. He had the one radio. He was, like, they were telling him about what, what Charles was doing and, like, where Charles was. He's, like, I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the McLaren. <laughs> iconic. That was fucking iconic. Oh, my God. That was all iconic. Right. <laughs> that was iconic. Um, all right. Well, that is it for us today. Um, Michelle, where can people find people us? People can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and threads. We have Instagram threads now. <laughs> I mean, everybody and their mom is on there, so mine as well. Listen, whenever I saw that Lewis was on it, I was like, okay, well, well I guess we have to now. It's a so. requirement. And he's active, so we fucking have to. All right. You will hear from us next week with a little chatty episode. Let's see what drama the drivers can get up to. What can they give us in a week's time? Right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.